everybody. Welcome to another podcast of Long-Legged Beasties, a podcast in which we try to put horror movies in their place. And we do that with a number of people. Of course, the lovely Susan Arndt. Susan. Hello. Hi. And uh, a special guest, a guest today, Dr. Alisa Melendez, PhD. <laughs> PhD, DDS, no, 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 not the DDS, not DDS. part. <laughs> Hello. Hello. But that, no, you get you get the DDS automatically when you get the PhD, right? Like sure. they just hand it to you? They throw no, that in, I, I think, did, yeah. No, I, I am the least deserving person of a DDS title. <laughs> I just thought we shouldn't even be talking. I know it's a horror podcast, but let's not even talk about dentists. Oh, no, no. <laughs> so, uh, Alisa, you are known uh, for a lot of reasons, voice acting, uh, you're going to be doing some education, uh, being an educator soon, content creator. Uh, anything else you want to sort of talk about before we dive into the movie and, and what we're doing in this podcast? Yeah, I'm your I'm your gal about town. Um, got my PhD studying video games, and I have a Monday night Twitch show. Um, another thing that I do is I am on a YouTube show on the Film Joy channel called Deep Dive, uh, where we try to find the joy in bad movies. No matter how bad they are, we got to find the good in them. So <laughs> I feel I feel a kindred spirit with this podcast in a way. Excellent. Except our movies are all great. Yeah, well, the ones we, that's well, true. Well, maybe not. <laughs> well, so, so far they've all been great. Yeah, they try to be. Uh, yeah. So uh, the, the, the point of these movies, so of this podcast, uh, to, to sort of explain it to you and to people listening for the first time, is uh, we have this idea that Horror movies, uh, they represent so many different genres that you can't just say it's a horror movie. You have to classify them. So we have created a spreadsheet. No, uh, no, 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 Brian, my love. You <laughs> created a spreadsheet. I, tried, I thought I could sneak that by you. But no, it, yes. don't royal we this, my friend. No, no, it was you're me. the one with the, you know, the cells and the I have, equations. I have, I have four spreadsheets open right now on my may computer. I, I'm not I even ask, making that up. May I ask if it's color-coded, please? Thank you. Uh, no, not, uh, no, uh, is it? No, this one is oh, not. it's going to be now. It's going to be. <laughs> my, my purse, I actually have two versions of the spreadsheet. My private collection version is color coded. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so what we do is we, uh, we class, they're obviously, they're all horror movies. So then what we do is we then within the, uh, genre horror movie, we subclassify them into one of seven categories. Uh, and those categories are creature, like a creature feature, uh, gore, killer, paranormal, psychological, science, or nature. And then once we settle on which of those categories a horror movie is in, we then have to find the sub-subcategory. Um, and that's where things get really uh, nitty-gritty, and uh, we have a lot of arguments about it. Um, so, so, Susan, what movie are we going to be discussing today? So the movie that we're talking about this week was uh, yet another one chosen by our listeners because if you back our Patreon at patreon.com slash longleggedbeasties, you get to vote on which movies we do each week. Uh, that's the power you wield. And this week, fortunately, uh, our audience picked one of my absolute favorite movies. I think it's one of the best found footage horror movies ever made, Hell House LLC. Uh, written and directed by friend of the show, Stephen Cognetti. And uh, the movie is about a company, thus the LLC in the name, that puts on a haunted house every year. And they've been operating out of New York for about 10 years, but 
uh, in New York City, but this year they're kind of out in the boonies in a town called Abaddon, and they have taken over this abandoned hotel, and they're going to do their haunted house there. And they, they start setting up the hotel, and they start setting up the haunt, and everything's going fine until they move into the hotel so that they can work kind of round the clock. They only have a few weeks until Halloween, and they're, they're really kind of pushing it time-wise to have everything ready in time. So once they're there 24-7, some strange things start to happen. Uh, there's a, a clown that they have for a clown mannequin, a mannequin in a clown costume that they have for, as part of the, the basement diorama, and it moves around the house by itself. They hear piano playing in the middle of the night. They hear what they believe to be screaming in the middle of the night. And it, as it goes on and on, things get creepier and creepier, and they see things and hear things. They They think they see actual people, maybe dead people, maybe ghosts, and uh, they're, they're really, really freaked out, but it's all or nothing. If they can't pull off this haunt, the company's going to go out of business. This is their last shot. So they're committed to doing it, and then it's opening night, and there is some kind of catastrophe opening night, and the entire team is killed. Or are they? And uh, the entire thing is told via uh, found footage, either through a documentary team that is trying to, you know, this happened recently and we're trying to find out what really happened in, in Hell House, in the, in the haunted house, or through the cameras, the footage of the cameras from the haunt itself, because they have cameras set up through the entire hotel so that they can monitor all of the people coming in, all of the guests and, and monitor all the, the haunting stuff. Uh, so it's, Really, really brilliant. It's a it's a movie that I recommend watching more than once, so you can pick up on a lot of tiny details that are sort of hidden in the background. Uh, there's one especially right at the end of the film that most people miss, and I I'm a huge fan of this movie. It is it <laughs> is a fantastic uh, movie, and and I have to say one of the few movies having seen hundreds and hundreds of horror movies. It's one of the few that still scares me. Like, I don't know why, but it just freaks me out. So I, I have to ask, Elisa, have you ever uh, gone to one of these sort of commercial, but kind of uh, not too commercial haunted houses before? Can I just like zoom back out even further and real talk with you folks that I am the yes. kind of person that will not watch a scary movie probably made prior to, to, or rather made after the year 2000 by choice. I don't do scary movies. It's not my thing. Um, however, I do remember seeing a decent amount of horror movies back in the day. What I am though, is the kind of person that wants to understand why my friends like the way they like. Like I love understanding why people enjoy the things they enjoy. It's probably why I'm a sociologist. So Ooh. I will be the person that will read the plot summaries of all the horror <laughs> movies and it was the worst not being able to do this because I said for the integrity of the podcast I have to go in completely like completely unseen unspoiled um, and it was the hardest thing but I really loved this movie so no I, I don't usually do the, the, the haunted house thing by choice nor do I watch the horror movies but I was happy to experience both uh, for for the show and it was actually a really good movie yeah, it's uh, you know, it, it's it's interesting. I think the thing that makes it so creepy to me is that 
um, it, it, it has a really slow ramp up, oh, you yeah. know, th- and, and like the scary stuff that happens early on is totally believable. Like that ghost, the ghost man, that ghost, I mean, I'm sorry, a uh, clown, the clown, mm, that clown, man. Oh my Oof. God. He's so freaky. And like, you know, just him, the mannequin just standing there, Ugh. like someone, anybody could have put it there, but it's just, it's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even like a, a averse to clowns in that way, but I was like, no, no, I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I am full on averse to clowns oh. in that way. <laughs> I, I, I hate clowns so much, <laughs> but what, what I really respect about this movie and why, one of the reasons why I think it's so effective is it does so much with so little. Yes. There, right. This is not a movie that is trying to, like, it's not depicting a flaming portal to hell or or a lot of gore effects or anything like that. And because it is very sort of stripped down, it feels very, very authentic. Mm-hmm. It feels very genuine to this idea that this is, a, this is a little company that is sort of strapped for cash and they're doing their best with what they've got you know they they have the mannequin and, and what the whole part of the scare associated with the mannequin is its head doesn't turn so they're like well you know its head doesn't turn so we can't that setup trying was to, so good right like they're trying to <laughs> they're trying to set up a, a tableau with three clowns and the one stupid thing his head won't turn it's like well i guess they all have to face forward then like little details like that which not only set up a scare later and you don't even realize it. It's just so mundane, but really, really adds to the overall fear of it. And this isn't related to the to the scariness of it or anything, but I, I love, 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 love that the title of the movie is Hell House LLC. Thank you. Thank you so much. I was about to say, <laughs> would this movie be any different if it was Alex DBA as... Hell House. Like, would this be different if it was any other corporate organization? That was my favorite thing. I, I keep saying Hell House, a limited liability corporation, whenever I say yes! the name of this movie. Yes! <laughs> it's so to. good. It's just, it just, it's, it frames it so perfectly. It's, because it, it's not really, it's not about, because if you just call it Hell House, it's about the place. But if you call it Hell House LLC, it's about the people. Yes. And it's about their situation. And it's and again, it's just a tiny little detail that really, really adds to the overall atmosphere and experience. And you mentioned yeah, I mean, Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, um you, you mentioned the clown bit, and because non-scary movie watcher who didn't read the Wikipedia plot summary to be able to prepare herself, I prepared myself by basically trying to find every little bit of foreshadowing that I could. Um, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, oh, they're going to turn. Oh, those heads are going to turn later. Oh, I s- oh, they're setting it up so that the heads turn. But then my favorite part is when they actually deliver on that. And then like me as a creator, I'm like, yes, thank you, Chekhov's turning heads. Thank you. You know, so it's like whenever little things that I try to predict in order to protect myself from the scare pay off, then it just makes me feel like a proud creator mama. So it's like an extra layer of enjoyment for the movie. Well, and also it's, it's, it's a, it's a matter of respect, right? Like, yeah. like Stephen Cognetti really respects the audience. And if he, if he serves you up something, there's a reason. And, and I appreciate that so much in this movie. And there's and there's so many of those little details all the way through it, and right down to, 
I know this because I asked him directly a- after after I saw the movie that they're in financial trouble. That's <gasps> never spelled out in the film. Thank you. I was going to ask because connecting with like the LLC point, if we didn't have that kind of discussion in the field moment, you know, the like why yep. you have to stay, um, yeah. then the LLC could be dropped, right? But like exactly. without that yeah. moment, I was like, oh, they're a different kind of trapped. And yes, I, yes. I felt that. I super felt that. That yeah, was awesome. It's so real. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And that's like the thing about this is um, I like, I think one of the reasons it kind of freaks me out a little bit is as somebody, well, I grew up all over the place, but a chunk of my childhood was uh, in Maryland. And when I was in college, I spent a lot of time going to these places, you know, Crybaby Bridge or like <laughs> the abandoned church or whatever. When we were, you know, we'd go there at night. This has that feeling of sort of an abandoned urban legend haunted place, yeah. uh, which they sort of discover afterwards. And then layered onto that, uh, you know, all the the fear that comes with found footage and like weird stuff happening and it being in your house. So it it checks off these boxes of fear for me that are like, it's just, oh, it's so great. And like, you know, the clown spooky, the thing that I think freaks me out the most are the scenes with um, Paul O'Keefe, I think, the camera yes. guy. Yes. <laughs> where he's he's in his bedroom <laughs> And, and like every time it sets up, I'm like, oh man, I just don't want to watch this because he's sitting in this mat on this mattress oh that's God. on the floor on, in this abandoned hotel, and he's talking to the camera, and the shot is set up so you could see over his shoulder and you could see the ajar door, which I will never sleep in an abandoned hotel with the door open. Just <laughs> nope. FYI, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. And, I, and <laughs> yeah, and I like stuff to- happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's great because it's like I love the way, you know, like talking about like respect for the audience and like planting things and, and making a bed for it. The framing of that shot. He's never in the center. He's mm-hmm. always just off to the side. So, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and just that expectation just like shot my heart rate up even before like anything actually happened. It was so good. Yeah. Oh, and man, him going under the sheets. <gasps> that oh, messed me up that. so bad. <laughs> it's so, because it's so real. It's like, I mean, as a kid, I'm sure most everybody has gone through the experience as a child where they think they heard something or saw something or they get scared and you put the sheet over your head. And typically I think most of us immediately think, well, that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, the only option is just to stay here until I'm dead or pull off the sheet and hope that there's not a face right there. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I also, I I really, one of of my favorite sections is is towards the end, as the the documentary crew is now in the house after the catastrophe has happened, and they're going from room to room, and this footage is intercut (gasps) with footage from the beginning of the movie. That was in my note. As one when, of my favorite parts. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Contrasting the, we've just gotten to here, gotten to the, the house and we're fixing it up and everything's fine. And now everything is very much not fine. And there's blood smears everywhere. And we don't know what's happened to the entire team. They're just gone and really just beautifully done. And uh, a lot, the problem a lot of people have with found footage movies is is twofold. One, the, the camera tends to move around too much and, and makes people kind of seasick. Uh, and two, it tends to be improv a lot, which leads to 
the actors just dropping F-bombs left and right and saying the whole, saying things over and over again. And while improv can inform a scene and give it a lot of energy, it can also sort of paint itself into a corner if the actors don't know how to proceed. And what I, Hell House solves the first problem by using a lot of fixed cameras. The cameras are up in the corners of the haunted house so they can monitor the haunt. Makes right. perfect sense yeah. and also gives you a – it makes contextual sense in the movie but also gives you a better viewing experience. And the actors – I don't know if these actors actually knew each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were working from a script and did a little improv, did no improv. I don't know what it is. But they seem like they genuinely have known each other for 10 years and are kind of sick of each other. Yeah. <laughs> and – but they also sound – they they don't sound scripted. They sound like they talk the way people talk to each other. Yeah. And like piggybacking off of, you know, the acting, but then also that latter part, which I loved. The reason I loved it is I don't know if this was in the script this way or if this was an acting choice on the part of the actress who played Diane, the documentarian. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is one shot where she gets to the bar and then you see that flash of them having fun in the bar. And I feel like she has this moment of, oh, like these are real people like these are young kids and like you have this moment of like before she was kind of going in like oh we're gonna you know almost like shoot everything we're gonna find out you know don't believe in ghost stories but then there was like I felt like there was that moment of hesitation where she started realizing oh wait these are real people and that like that kind of hit me too like a ton of bricks like damn like this felt really really real and very possible in a way um i'm sure we'll get into it you know in terms of the genre but it 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 made me think that like regardless of any kind of supernatural stuff this potential outcome could have happened just from the psychological torture of being a part of the llc in a weird house i i have to say uh my probably my favorite character in the whole movie is Joey the clown, the guy oh. who plays the clown. Like oh. they, they, they hire. And the reason I love him, he has like almost no lines in the entire movie. He comes in, he's a, he's a guy who's hired, he's a local, hired to be the clown and the protector of the woman. And we should talk about that scene entire, mm. the fact that they had her down there because it made no sense. But anyway, he's sitting opposite this woman who has had her top kind of cut open and she's just in her underwear. And he, he has her keys because she's really chained there. And is supposed to be basically a bouncer. And not even when stuff goes down, but I think maybe when the whiff of stuff may be going down, he gets up and (laughs) he doesn't run. He marches right out of there. (laughs) He doesn't doesn't say anything to anybody. He's just like, okay, I'm gone. (laughs) And I was like, wow, that's like that level of cowardice. I don't think I've ever seen that so blatantly portrayed in a movie before. (laughs) But at the same time, when then you hear about what ends up happening to him, you hear about what ends up happening to him first. And then I saw that scene and I went, Oh no, he was the only thing that could have saved her. That guilt, my God. And then that was another moment of like real emotional connection to a movie that I was absolutely terrified to watch. (laughs) Yeah, and it's, to be clear, uh, there are hooded figures in the room with them when Joey bails. That's true. You're right. They are there. So it's people who are not part of the haunt. He knows, he doesn't know what's happening, but he knows something's happening and he wants no part of it. Peace (laughs) out. 
And I just, later. And she is I just calling lo- him by name too. Like yeah, yeah. and she's like save me. Show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, what I love though is that he doesn't. Well, I mean, I think he, I can't remember if he has the mask on at that point, but he doesn't seem to show a lot of fear. It's not like he's running or knocking yeah, people no, over no, no, yeah, or yeah. screaming. He's nope. just like d- deliberately marching out of there. He's like, nope. like uh, peace out. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. But she, I mean, she, the, it is a re- okay. We need to, we need to be really honest about this. The actual haunted house is really bad. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> like it's so it, bad. I would not. Be I'd happy be if I waited a long time to go through this haunted yes. house because it's yes. just really cheap and and cheesy. I have participated the- in worse. I will say that. <laughs> it's it's I can't. I mean, it's not not to be like snooty about it, uh, but there's no theme. There's <laughs> there's no theme. I know there's no story to the haunted house. Which again, it's because uh, they have no money to, to right. be working, so they're basically just working around whatever furniture was left in the hotel. Yeah. But that you wend your way through the various rooms of the hotel. There's a dining room and you go through the kitchen and there's a wine rack. And then you go down to the basement where you see this scene where this girl <laughs> is shackled to the wall. There's pentagrams on the wall and the floor and then clowns. It right. makes absolutely no, no, no sense. But the the girl who is is shackled to the wall, she is barely featured in the film. But her pleading with the the punters, the the guests of, who are going through the hotel, pleading with them to save her because it's not part of the show, as she's desperately trying to convince them, no, I'm really in danger. One yeah. of the best moments in the movie. That yeah, that terrified me for sure. That- and that's like, again, that gets back to the old, you know, there's so many urban legends about like the person, the, the hanging, the hanging man where, you know, there's a, a haunted house uh, that's out in like a haunted hayride and someone's supposed to be hanging, but yeah. they don't find out to the end that they're really dead yep. or like the skeleton in the haunted house that's real. Um, so it does sort of play into that, like the notion that you're down in there. If you're one of the guests, of course, they're going to say it's not part of the act because they're trying to scare you. Yeah. So like. Um, I think the appearance of a million hooded people in this tiny little no exit basement. Actually, it had two exits, I guess. Mm. But still, I think that probably convinced everybody that, you know, things were going off the rails. Um, but yeah, it was it was uh, to review the haunted house that that you kind of see that they show that that's like a one. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. Give me give me that Yelp review. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I when I a long time ago when I worked at uh, of the Fort Worth Star Telegram, I convinced uh, the newspaper to let myself and another reporter go to. I think we went to like fifteen haunted houses and nice. we reviewed them. First off, that's how you get PTSD. Oh that's no, that's what I discovered. Because <laughs> you go to that many haunted houses back to back, and by the end, you're just like your nerves are shot. <laughs> but. Uh, like none of them were this bad. <laughs> none oh, of them. So I, I, okay. I have been in a haunted house, a super professional in a theme park haunted house. That was this bad. Really? <gasps> yeah. Yeah. I just don't get the, like the lack of theme. You don't even need a story, but like the clowns and like the, the lady on with the chains and then they, I, they don't even make it clear if they tell her they're going to do this, but she's wearing like a smock, and then he like takes scissors after she's chained up and I don't cuts them off. I hated that part so much. I know. I was like, "What? <laughs> what are it you makes, doing, dude?" That it felt gratuitous. Makes no that was sense. The, 
that was the only part that felt extremely gratuitous because then it's like this yeah. like kind of voyeuristic POV shot from the point of view of the audience. And I'm like, no, this is gross. This is gross. Yeah. And like, also, why did they have to literally chain her? Because she, she's chained in a way that she, they need keys to unchain her, which yeah. like maybe that's why they needed to be an LLC <laughs> because <laughs> all the other lawsuits that had come before. It's like, it like not so limited liability. You're a bucket of liability, y'all. Damn. So much liability. So liable. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. I forgot. I, I wanted to bring this up because this is another one of my, I think it's such a brilliant scare, but it's so simple. So the, the one hallway that isn't that bad, it's a pretty okay scare. It's just, you're going down a hallway. There's a strobe light. There are things oh, yeah. hanging from the ceiling. There are, they call them freaks. Oh. Uh, you know, the characters in, in ma- not live characters, like dummies that are, that are set up at intervals. And you, you have to kind of weave through them as you go down this hallway. And at one point, uh, before the house is open, they are testing the hallway to see how the effect works. So, uh, I think it's, it's Paul, um, is that his name? Paul? Paul. Yeah. Mm. Paul, the camera uh, puts, puts the GoPro on his head so that they can see what he's seeing. So they want to see what the user experience is going to be like. And so they cue the lights and he's looking and he's like, yeah, okay, it looks pretty good. And the way this is portrayed in the film is, you know, flash the hallway, flash the hallway, flash. Wait a minute. There's an extra guy in the hallway. What the heck? Flash the hallway. Fla- oh, he's not there anymore. And he's like, wait a minute. Um, how many freaks did we have mm-hmm. in here? And I'm like, oh, three. Why? Uh, and then he freaks out. He's like, let me out. I went out of here right now. This is not okay. And he actually, he shows it, he shows the footage to the rest of the crew and they're like, whatever, we don't believe you. Yeah, their their inability to accept that something's going on, like I get it because like like you, you mentioned earlier, uh, you know, the idea that I think Alex is the CEO mm-hmm. of this LLC and, you know, essentially it sounds like he's he's dumped all of their money into this and he obviously knows, like, I think when uh, Melissa, the actress uh, that they hire to be the woman down in the uh, basement, she brings up the thing that there's some history there. And, oh, and, right. Yeah. And Alex is like, is I it, don't know what you're talking about. Like, nope, but nope, you're like, nope, no history here. We don't need to know anything. We're good. And I'm yeah, like, Yeah, and hmm. it's like, it's, it's clear he knows <laughs> that there's history. <laughs> um, and like, yeah, so his... It's funny because he com- he's obviously made this big bet. They're worried it's too far away from Manhattan, that it's not going to attract a big audience. He's dumped all his money into it. And, I, you know, I guess he knew that there was some sort of weird history there. I, I, I Part of me thinks that if he really did know that, though, that he'd be promoting it. Because, yeah. like, that's the sort of thing you lean into, right? Yeah. I, you, you would think from a marketing standpoint, I mean, that would kind of probably be a significant reason why... There would be so many crowds. In fact, I think they mentioned, it's like, yeah, this town loves Halloween and all this stuff. And I'm like, you'd think you'd kind of lean into that, no? Yes, but then when strange things start happening and they've got, he, he also shows them the footage. He's just, he's just, Paul's just tooling around with his camera because he's recording the whole thing for, uh, they say, he, they record the setup of each haunt so it, it helps them inform the haunt for the next year. He's just tooling around with his camera and then the clown appears and he thinks he's being pranked by one of the other crew members. And then he finds out he's not. When things like that start happening, the fact that the previous owner hanged himself and various guests of the hotel went missing, less yeah. less cool. Yeah. yeah. 
So what what do we think happened? So Paul has this moment where, which I guess we talked about a little earlier, where he's hiding under his sheet, and there's a ghost girl, I think, in in the room with yes, him. Yes. And then obviously something happens. He disappears. Um, and the last moment we see on frame is her like right there. What does is he when he comes back? What is he? Is he alive still? Oh, I don't think so. I think he's maybe pos- like dead but possessed. Maybe. So like uh, some sort of demon or yeah or an undead. He's he's obviously acting weird. He sleeps a lot. Um, he doesn't he talk. talk. Yeah. He doesn't talk. But but I just realized he kills himself later. Yeah. Yeah. So. I guess maybe possessed. Because then it yeah. might be that there's like some shred of humanity that knew that there was maybe no other option, especially he, after he. I think the house was done Sarah. with him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good call. Yeah, because the house, it seems like, and, and now we're starting to verge, we're starting to tiptoe into the realm of genre here. Mm. But like the house um, seems to be the main actor in this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, something I want to mention, I love bringing up these weird little bits of trivia I discover when I'm researching movies. And um, funny story, when they were when they were trying to scout where they wanted to shoot this, um, they started by looking in Rockland County, which is uh, near New York City, uh, near New York County, and um, couldn't find a house that they liked. So the idea initially was that it was going to be a haunted house attraction. Couldn't find anything. They finally found a place that they really liked, which is what they ended up using. Uh, but it was a it was a haunted house attraction called the Haunting at the Waldorf Hotel. Hmm. It was in Pennsylvania, but because it was a hotel, they actually had to tweak some of the script to make it be a hotel instead oh, of a, a house. Oh. Yeah, and I, like so, uh, how, how different do you think this would have been had this been a house and not a hotel? I think that the ending, I think, wouldn't have been as satisfying. Um, yeah. Because you don't have that kind of, like, cool, I don't know, room number connection. Um, right, right. Because that, you know, that scene with Sarah where she says, you know, just look for 2C, that's where you'll find me. And I'm, like, not entirely sure where this interview is currently set. Like, is this at a hospital or some other kind of place hmm. where she's being interviewed? And I thought, oh, my God, you're going to go to her room or her cell, which is to see, and, you know, maybe she would have done something awful in there or something like that's what I like where I thought that was going. And then obviously, as soon as there's that reveal at the end, I went, oh, snap, of course, because it's a hotel. That sounds like it's a hotel room. So I don't know what kind of cool payoff that would have had for me. Yeah. And it is. It's like, I think it's a great. Yeah. So they do the interview, they take a break um, and and they're in a hotel and they're like, I think they even say to her, mm. do you want us to get you a room? And she's like, I already have a room. Right, yeah. right. And we all think, of course, she means where they're staying. Mm-hmm. But she's like, no, my room is in hell. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't say that. <laughs> That's really what she meant. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, like, I feel like um, there's something about it being a hotel that makes it better. Like the fact that there's a yeah. kitchen and like that bar and everything. I like that. The the, well, the in and out of strangers also has a lot mm-hmm. of good potential there too. Right. Yeah. Also yeah, it's, it's hotels always feel weird anyway, because you're in this environment that feels very intimate because you're in something that replicates your bedroom, but is 
completely uh, sterile and public. It's it hotels are a very weird space yeah. energy wise, you know, because like you're you're treating it like it's yours, but it's only yours for like a day and then it's someone else's. It's just a very strange thing. And like you try not to think about the fact that this space that you're calling home, you know, for a week abroad or whatever, not speaking from personal experience, is also something that like other people are just yep. going to use and have used. And who knows yep. what, what goings yep. on have happened here. You're we, intersecting with all these lives based on this little part of geography. And it's all these lives that you will never know anything about. And anything could have happened to these people. And yeah. you, you're, in, you're just going to kind of bump up against them and leave. Just trying not to and, think about it. <laughs> <laughs> and there are some amazing movies, like The Shining, obviously, is the most obvious, uh, mm-hmm. that takes place in a hotel. The idea, the notion that horrible things have happened there, and yet it continues to exist as a hotel, like, that, that's true. Like, oh. that happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah. American um, Horror Story Hotel was another oh, good example. Yeah. I think I actually, yep. oh, I stayed at that Hotel 1E3, and I had no idea, I think. <laughs> There is uh, the, so the the movie fourteen oh eight, yeah, uh, which I love love that movie with John Cusack um, and Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, that is based on a real hotel in Boston, um, and I bet you if you've been to Pax East, you've at least once stayed at that hotel. Oh my oh god. god! And I can't remember the name of it right now. So there. <laughs> Yay! But I actually stayed there once, and I went and asked them about the room, and they said that the room has been changed into a storage closet. So they that still makes don't. Sense. But it's it's the point is that hotel still operates. Yeah. So what if people die in that room? It's We're not going to tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Like like I literally stayed at that hotel in E3. It was the I I forget what the original name of the hotel is, but something happened in that hotel. Um, I think it was the oh I don't know if it was like the Elisa Lam Hotel or not. Um, which weird coincidences shivers um but they were going through a rebranding and remodeling so when i booked it it was the stay on main or whatever and i was like oh this is great they have a waffle bar this looks like it has a nice rich history oh let me not google that oh no i looked at the review oh well well i gotta write articles so they have a waffle bar (laughs) they did have a waffle bar and i was super stoked <laughs> it's a hey, man, it makes up. It makes up for all the death. I honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Like, okay, yeah, ma- yeah, there was a massacre, lots of blood, but on the other hand, waffle bar. I was freelancing at E3. I wanted all the free food I could get at, at that point. One hundred percent. I am with you. That yeah, that was the state. You're right. It was a stay on Maine. Was uh, um. I think at some point in one of its names, also the Cecil Hotel, which yes. is creepy sounding. Yeah. Cecil? Mm-hmm. The Cecil. The, no. The no. Cecil Hotel? No. no. Not staying also, there. speaking of names, so this, uh, the, the, the place where this, where Hell House LLC supposedly takes place is in a town called Abaddon. Yes. Right. Abaddon's the name of a demon? Who yeah. does that? Who's like, yeah. you know what would be great for our town? It will really increase tourism. <laughs> Yeah, What's I don't think I don't Abaddon. think there are other. It's not like Abaddon means demon and also uh, waffle bar. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, like, like there's one meaning. Look, when I when I teach AP Human Geography, I talk about the importance of place names and their context and history and how things change over time. Um, and I talk about people changing or not changing their names um, in order to support tourism. And I feel like this would not have been 
a positive a example that I would have brought up because I would have asked my students, what, what, what was the point of this one then? Right. Because maybe stay away from us because we're the gate to hell. I don't know. Like <laughs> maybe they were big fans of Diablo. You never know. There's a, you know, you go to hell in Diablo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about genres. Was there a cow level in this movie? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, exactly. no, I don't remember. No, I, <laughs> no. That, well, well, maybe in the deleted scenes. I'm not sure. I haven't, <laughs> haven't checked those out yet. So is this? This is this is uh, a haunting. Clearly, mm-hmm. clearly, uh, is it? Uh, I feel like it has to be paranormal, right? I mean, it's not creature, gore, killer. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I, I will even admit, perhaps for the first time in the history of this show, it's not psychological. Yes. Oh, wait. Yes. Really? Ha <laughs> ha. Someone really? else thinks it's psychological. <laughs> no, it's not. Brian thinks everything is psychological. Really? Well, when it, you really get down to it, isn't it, Susan? <laughs> oh, my God. But I feel like this one is, though, because I feel like even absent of the paranormal activity, I feel like some bad stuff would have gone down between... Paul being a creeper idiot, Alex. He is a creeper, yeah. Being a butt. Yeah. Like, I feel like... You are I, imitating me perfectly. Let me just tell you. <laughs> like, I thought all of that was going to come to a head anyway. And, like, I thought that maybe there was going to be a big reveal that, I mean, obviously not excusing any of the found footage stuff, like, absent of the found footage or something that would actually happen was just some break, and that's how everybody... Ended up getting theirs with like all of their individual yes. infighting. That's what but I thought is, was going to happen. The there is, so, okay, yes, Paul is a is a complete creepazoid, but yeah. the the infighting that is happening is very mundane. It's very like you know people in a small business who are bickering over expense reports, and it's the kind right. of thing where you just quit. You know, either, you know, maybe Sarah breaks up with Alex or maybe they're just like, you know what? Screw you. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm, you know, you can give me my, my check and I'm out. Yeah. But then so, you're also trapped in this creepy house for financial reasons with no room potentially to escape because of these folks. And you're in a yeah, creepy but the, house. Okay. But, but you're bringing in the creepy house part. So hey. if the creepy house part wasn't working, you know what I mean? Like mm. if that wasn't happening, it's so... The thing we categorize, the way we talk about categorizing Mm. is what is the thing in the movie that is causing your emotional reaction? What is the thing that is making you scared? And in this case, it's all the paranormal stuff. It's the mannequin walking around by himself and it's it's the ghosts and the people in the hoods doing the who even knows what, because we really don't see what they're up to but they're walking around in hooded cloaks it can't be good mm. yeah. so yeah I'm, I'm going just straight up paranormal yeah I mean I, I think yeah and it's something I failed to mention at the beginning that like it we have to get down to the core of either what is it that's scaring the viewer or the participants in the movie mm. right right and so, like the thing that's yeah so like the thing that scares them I think is as Susan said this activity um, that, you know, and it's funny because like you get a sense, or at least I get a sense that when the show, when the haunted house officially opens and they should have focused on it more, I think, but there is this moment among the team where they're like, all right, we're opening the doors. We've gotten over the hump and now we just have to like make a lot of money. 
Yeah. And, yeah. and that lasts like what, two minutes? <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, yeah. I, I wish, I mean, this is apro- like apropos of nothing and not, nothing to do with genre, but I just, it's like, I wish I knew what their motivations were. And by them, I mean the hooded creatures. Like, like yeah. right. I just want to know why. Like, I want to know what's your point. Are you actually trying to make this into Abaddon or whatever? Like, open the portal to hell? Like, like what's your motivation? Like, what are you actually trying to do here? You know? I, I, I like that it doesn't answer that because, because ultimately, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? Like, there are, they are up to no good, capital N, capital G, and so I went out. I'm at peace out. Like you, y'all, mm-hmm. Bye-bye. <laughs> I, I like that it doesn't go, the, and, and to be clear, the subsequent movies do go into that very much, what, oh, you right. know, what their motivation is and, and all that. So those questions do get answered. But, but again, this goes back to the, the title of the movie being Hell House LLC. It's not about the house. It's about mm. the company, and it's about those people. The LLC. It's yes. about the LLC, yeah. You can't spell LLC without hell? No. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, it should have just been hell, hell, C. Hell, C? That's <laughs> exact. That's what I was trying to is say. That, is that the title of the episode? Did we just do that? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, I was going to say, as, as Susan pointed out, there. this is one of three movies. And uh, Cognetti, the director and writer, did say after, I think after all three were done, that he viewed this as one big movie divided into three acts. So oh. I have to say having, I, Susan, I know you've seen them all too. My favorite was actually the second. I think the first one's great. Uh, it's great in, for a lot of reasons, including the fact you're not expecting anything from it. Um, I think the second one was scarier. Uh, I think mm. the third one was a little too much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it, it, there is there is so much explaining. By the third movie... They like are delivering cliff notes to you, and yeah. and mm. like it, they really go into the explanation. The, the oh, third okay. one is very overt. Yeah, it becomes that. Yeah, definitely more. I, that's why I think two. I know we shouldn't probably be talking about the whole series, but I feel like two <laughs> struck the right balance where there's some explaining, but there's still some mystery, and uh, uh, they. I feel like they perfected some of the scares from the first movie and the second movie, mm. Um, mm. even though it's the same. Essentially, it's the same story in many ways. Interesting. I, I personally, I, I think the first one is perfect. I really do. It is it is my gold standard for found footage movies. And, and found footage is a, a uh, format of horror movie that I particularly gravitate towards. And so I just, I mean, I, I really like the second one. And I appreciate how the third one puts a bow on everything. But for me, the first one is, is just perfect. I, oh. I can't believe, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I can't believe that you think... Th- that well, I, and I love this movie, by the way, but that you think it's better than Blair Witch, the original Blair Witch, which, oh, so good. I to have be not fair, seen it. Okay, so to be fair, <laughs> Blair Witch sort of wrote the yeah. blueprint, right? right? And because it was so new, there's a lot of things in it that could have been done a great deal better. Like, for example, the thing is improv which means right. they're they're wandering around the woods just saying F all the time. So yeah. while that is genuinely what would happen if you were in that situation <laughs> and somebody lost the map, it's not enjoyable to watch. Like reality is doesn't make a good movie. Mm. So it has to be 
reality-ish. It has to be real-esque, but not real in order for it to really, really work, in my opinion. So I, I also kind of feel like because it is the, the prototype, Blair Witch kind of exists in a world all by itself. Right. Yeah, you're right. It's hard. It gets so much power from essentially, uh, maybe not creating, but popularizing this genre, this uh, this form. Refining it, I think. Yeah. 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 It's funny because um, I mentioned, I think in my description for uh, my bio for Long-Legged Beasties, that the most terrifying thing to me is someone standing in a a darkened room with their back to me, Um, which is both in Blair Witch and there's a scene in Hell House where- where she's just standing there. That I don't know why that freaks me out. It really freaks me out. Though. Well, because you because you do not know what you're going to see on the other side. Like even even in that very last scene, I didn't know Sarah's face was going to look like that <laughs> before she turned around. Um yeah, and it's just sort of like um one one of the things about found footage, I have not seen Blair Witch because again, you know, I there, there, there was a certain point after which, oh, okay, I remember the exact point. It was when I watched The Ring with a group of friends in high school, oh. and it was that closet scene that is forever burned <laughs> into my brain, because uh, I hate it. Um, and, and I was just like, no, you know what? I, I don't think this entertainment is for me. I, I think, I think <laughs> I'm pass. fine. I think I'm fine. Um, but I will say, though... I didn't watch Blair Witch. I I sort of like read like the initial reports of people being like sick because of the found footage and like all the bouncing around and stuff. Mm -hmm. I will say the way that this movie is constructed as a documentary style and interspersing talking head footage with the found footage with a more like maybe steady selfie stick like YouTube video kind of format and also like the camera mounted Um, head camera stuff like static security cameras like all of that put together made it a way more enjoyable experience for me for sure yeah 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 i they did such a great job with the documentary elements the interviews with the experts the even the news footage you know i watch so many movies where they have uh pseudo journalists doing things and it's almost always terrible like they just don't do a good job with it Mm -hmm. they did a really good job with this yeah, yeah, it felt real. It, even the lighting in the documentary segments yeah. is so perfect. It's so spot on. And and the awkward way the people are talking to camera, like they don't know mm. if they should be talking to the person interviewing them or the, or be looking at the camera. So good. Yeah, and yeah. like leaving leaving vocal fillers in and like spaces yeah. and like extra yeah. moments to gather a thought, maybe a stutter, like all of those little things. It's weird because I have, I don't watch a lot of documentary type stuff, but I do watch a lot of documentary now (laughs) on IFC, (laughs) which if you haven't, I highly recommend it. And especially the, which is kind of funny considering the episode spoofing um, the Grey Gardens documentary, which is hilarious because that is also kind of a similar theme to this movie. And I kept making those parallels and just kind of making myself laugh. But seeing all of that construction being played out so well, like you were saying at first, like if this stuff is all improv, it's like, eh. and at first that first car scene where they were talking and fighting yeah. and all that stuff, I was like, oh, no. OK. All right. Going to have to. Nope. But then it got I don't know. It was it was great. It just felt so natural it like really eased me in and then completely freaked me out so it was perfect yeah Yeah, it 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 feels so authentic 
and it, but it, but it isn't full on authentic because it it can't be. Yeah. Right. It's interesting because uh, um, when I think when Cognetti was on uh, a couple episodes back, he pointed out something I hadn't even noticed, which was there is almost no blood in this movie. Yes. There, there are two scenes. And I promised you that, Elisa, when, yes. when I sent this to you. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> and I and was, I was right. very pleased. Yes, I was, I was also incredibly freaked out. And I don't think I fell asleep until like two. This morning, oh maybe my, after oh all the lights were on. I started during the daylight hours, but still, I, I, I was not. Yeah, it's, it's a creepy. <laughs> it's a creepy movie. But yeah, there's only like uh, two scenes. They're not that gory. I mean, there's a lot of implied gore, but it doesn't really. So, uh, getting back to the genre thing, that obviously is why we can't. Uh, do you like the segue I'm doing? That oh, obviously means good. that we can't put this as gore. Um, so yeah, we've so we've ruled out. I mean, science no, nature no. no. So it would either be psychological or paranormal. I feel like uh, Susan, you've made a really good argument for paranormal because like again, it. without the house, like mm. you just have a bunch of people angry about their business failing. Yeah, Shark ang- Tank. angry but not afraid. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Um, so if it's paranormal, this is where things get a little tricky. Um, what what is it? Is it uh, is it a cult? I feel like it's a cult. Even though it's not overt. I think you're probably right. I would say so because I do believe the person who originally built it was a cult leader. So I think that thread tracks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, even though like, well, and that's the thing. They're not really ghosts per se. Like we don't know what's going on with that clown. Mm. That's Um, true. That's a good point. And we have the dead girl, but she's like demonized. You know, she doesn't really look like a, a ghost typically looks. Yeah. She's got like the white eyes and yeah. is acting a little feral. And then, of course, the people in the hoods is the dead giveaway. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not to mention, you know, pentagrams everywhere. Yeah, and also Pen- specifically, and I, yeah, Sarah's attraction to religious figures, like her just standing in front of that oh, Virgin yeah. Mary statue yeah. just randomly. Yeah. And I'm like, uh. Okay. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I love that they do things like that because they—that's another thing where they never—they're just like, "Hey, hey, look at that!" And then they change over to show her standing in front of that statue, just sort of almost in a daze, and never explain it, never come back to it. Nothing. It's just something they put in your head. And it's almost like she kind of smirks when she turns around. So it's almost like I'm like, "What? What are you?" Mm? And then she was also spending, like, a lot of time, like, kneeling in front of, like, where the Bibles first were in the basement and then kind of had to be, like, snapped out of it. So I'm like, okay. Interesting. That's that's why I thought it was, like, more of, like, a a religious bent. Like, they were trying to, you know, maybe gather people or gather people's energy for for some sort of ritual. And I almost thought that, like, the house was like, oh, good, you're feeding me people. Look at this. Mm. <laughs> see, you mm-hmm. need to see Hell House 2. That's oh. all I'm going to say. Oh. LLC 2. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> LLC. Um, so wait, are we, are we then, are we agreed? Are we saying that this is, uh, is this, what did we say, paranormal occult? Paranormal well, occult. Yeah, I what think are, what so. Are, what are my other options, just in case, because I am... Well, well, we sort of we sort of make them up for sub sub genre, but oh. the ones we've talked about before: psychic abilities, no. uh, UFOlogy, no. spiritualism. But I think spiritualism is more like ghosts. Um, so I don't I don't know if we have we could make one up. <laughs> if no, we're not making one up. <laughs> <laughs> make up a no. genre. It, it, it's, Come on, it's man. Paranormal, the hotel sub genre. No. <laughs> 
I was, that's what I was thinking, like, actually. Or, or is, or is it, well, well, I wonder if there's like, well, there's like different, or I guess it's maybe based on like the motivations, right? If it's just like, yeah. hey, this was my house. I just, and I died in the house and I just don't want anybody like living in my private property anymore. Get out. You know, right. that's one thing. If the ghost oh, is like, ooh, I need... Point. Like I need energy for my dark sacrament. Like that's a different motivation. That's a really, <laughs> yeah, like, really good so like, point. <laughs> like the others versus hell there house. There you go. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There you go. But see the yep. others in my mind, that's spiritualism or spirits or ghosts or whatever. That's straight mm. up. They're ghosts there and they're doing ghosty things. Um, whether they know their ghosts or not is a whole other story. But right, uh, right, 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 right. But yeah. I think dead or not, what's going on here is you've got these. Uh, occultish, occultish? Is that like Elvish? Sure. Occultish figures. That's not right. I know it's Occultish is the new genre. Occultish. Is the new subgenre. We've, we've officially coined. So like they are, they are trying to do sacraments. It seems like, right? It does. Yeah. Yeah. They're performing something. Oh, by the way, uh, my the very house I'm sitting in right now, when we moved in and I walked into our unfinished basement, guess what I found on the wall? Nope. Yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> I, no, not a lady chained to the wall. Uh, I found a pentagram. That's <laughs> uncomfortable. Wait, pointing in which direction? I actually, you know, it's still there. I'll take a photo oh of it. Oh my I God. <laughs> Bri- Brian, Brian, Brian. I, what? We, okay. Look, I've seen enough movies that, that I, I know. I would leave it up too, though, probably. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want it. What if I erase it and something comes out of the wall? I don't it's know like what's my, going on. My my 13 year old like baby goth like full on like obsessed with the craft like Wiccan light person would definitely not have scrubbed that <laughs> off the wall. So I feel you. I feel you on no, this entirely. You get you get you nip on over to the local church. You said, "Hey, Father, how you doing? I'm gonna need some help, holy water." No, you have you not seen all the movies? <laughs> you you wash it off with holy water. No, yes. No, the rule is you just leave it's it a, alone. It's a two you part know? solution: oxyclean and holy water <laughs> on yes, a damp so rag. Exactly. Counterclockwise. Counterclockwise. <laughs> it has to be counterclockwise, though. I will confirm that. <laughs> that is the direction for banishment, yes. <laughs> Oxyclean and holy water. <laughs> like, every time a bad move, every time there's a movie that involves something like this, the ghosts are like a nuisance. You know, they're bothering you, they're being annoying. But then you bring in, you know, the priest or the occultist or the whatever, and you try to get rid of them, and then they start killing everybody. Yeah, that's a point. Mm, that's true. So I'm going to yeah. just, I'm going to stop all at right, the... All right, I think we yeah. can peacefully I'll, coexist. I think that's all right. I see yeah. what you're saying. Okay. They can that's, possess can, the TV, whatever. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. I don't mind. But they can't mess with the internet. Like, yeah, that's a bridge too far. That, no. Unacceptable. Mm-mm. Unacceptable. Yeah. Okay, uh, so <laughs> now you can type it in, Brian. Okay, well, let me, if, if the, the ghosts will allow me to, I'll bring up my... <laughs> Spreadsheet. I don't think a spreadsheet has ever been haunted before. Oh, haunted jinx. That's, <laughs> now it's happened. Okay, first so. First of all, that's not true. It, as anyone who has ever are. had to use Excel <laughs> on a regular basis knows. Right. They're all possessed, actually. Paranormal, yeah. paranormal, and occult. Yeah. Yep. Hold on. Done. They're typed in. Yay. Forever Sweet. classified. <gasps> so exciting. And we have put another horror movie in its proper place. Yes. Yay! Um, Now, we have people to thank, don't we, Susan? We do. We do. If you back us at the $20 
tier uh, at uh, patreon.com slash longleggedbeasties, you get our extreme thanks, uh, our our pentagram removal services, if you want them, and uh, also <laughs> not, a shout not, out. Not going to happen. <laughs> I'm, again, I've got the bucket of OxyClean and holy water, and I'm ready to scrub your wall. Uh, and uh, you also get a shout out on each and every episode because we really do appreciate your support. You make it possible for us to do this uh, every week and have lovely guests like the doctor here. Uh, so we want to give a our wonderful thanks to the Mac Cave. Uh, Michael Thomas and Glenn White. Thank you all so much. We really appreciate you. And where can people find you, Susan? Where else on the internet can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt. Uh, you can also hit up our the uh, Twitter for this very podcast at Beasties LL. And you can also find me at Game Rant, where I write about movies and TV shows. Excellent. And Alisa, where can people find you? Cool. Um, you can find me at Alisa Rockdoc. That's E-L-I-S-A-R-O-C-K-D-O-C on your social media platform of choice, but preferably Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and soon uh, I'll be doing a little bit more edutainment stuff on YouTube. So search for Alisa Rockdoc there and subscribe. I'm, I'm, Excellent. I'm not going to do the like follow of a voice unless you really want me to. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, wah, and you wah, wah, like follow subscribe. Wah, wah. <laughs> Do it. Uh, and you can find me at Crescenti B. That's C R E C E N T E B uh, on Twitter or on paddenpixel.com. And thank you so much again for listening to us. And thank you, Elisa, for joining us. It was a pleasure and Hopefully you will go back and watch a lot more horror movies. Thank you for giving me the excuse to actually step out of my comfort zone. Um, <laughs> and and um, I think it's going to inspire me to give horror movies a little bit more of a chance, more, more than just the Yay! cursory Wikipedia plot summary search, I think. So thank you very Fantastic. much. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. You were amazing. Thank you. Also, please have me back on your episode of The Craft. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> I love that movie so much. So much. I'm, so good. I'm obsessed. So, thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.